Just want to start with a question. What's the weather doing at the moment? What's the weather doing? Is it weird weather where you are? Maybe it's fine, but down here, it's weird. It's almost like God's got someone round trying to impress them and he's trying out all the settings on the weather machine, showing it to him. A little bit like if you come into the studio here, we'll do the thing where we put all the different studio lights on and make them phase through like a disco. A little party piece. So it's been going like sunny, really hot, tipping it down, drying off, sunny, and, and like a little cycle all day. Uh, and speaking of cycling, I got absolutely soaked cycling in as a result of this. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, uh, team, right at the start of this show, I've got wet trousers. I've got wet trousers and wet pants from cycling into work. I just want to know what my options are, because obviously this show is right the way through till 7 o'clock, and there's not much I can do. Like, what, what, what do you do if you, you're in a situation like this? If you've been soaked recently and you've got wet trousers... Uh, someone suggested on Twitter go to a local laundrette. That's like a Levi advert from hell, mate. No one needs to see that, to be honest with you. I'll get, end up getting tasered by the police for indecency. Bottomless. Or, like, there's uh, a sports shop around the corner. Sports director. I go and get tracky bottoms from there. But then you lot start tweeting in terrible names for them again. I don't want to go back down that route. So, look, it's just a bit of advice. I feel like the past two shows have started by asking for your help on things. Uh, and this is no different. If you've, if you've had a situation where you've ended up having soaked trousers for whatever reason, how on earth do you dry, dry off? 8, 12, 15, text the show. Someone says, uh, whack him out the window. Is that, what you, can you, is that a thing to do? Just like, like university student house days? Just hang him out to dry somewhere on a radiator? And there are quite a few people suggesting, I'll put on a long song uh, and go and uh, use the hand dryer in the loose. Uh, watch this space, I'll report back. One last thing on that, one last thing. It's just dawned on me what we should have here at Absolute Radio. And you might remember these from school. We should have had, a, a, like, bear in mind, a, a, a change of trousers or something would be great at the moment, but there's now here. We should have a lost property box. What about that? Full of discarded old items from other presenters. Imagine in the box could be, like, a ripped ACDC T-shirt from Leona, uh, Danielle Perry's Pashmina, Matt Dyson's lacrosse tracky bottoms. The mind boggles. Uh, in the meantime... I just want to share with you uh, this with you guys today because I'm re- really enthused about it. Uh, I have become totally addicted to oat milk lattes. I just want to put that out there right at the start of the show. And I don't know what's happened, but um, I've just had that. I've never normally wouldn't touch them with a barge pole. In fact, I've been behind people ordering stuff like oat milk and soy milk lattes and coffees in coffee shops and be rolling my eyes, to get a move on. But something's happened. The pennies dropped, and, and I can't go back to normal milk now. And I know there's, like, loads of, like, grim, stressful stuff going on in the world at the moment. And I feel bad for saying this out loud, but it's my little middle-class treat, thanks very much. It's my precious, my oat milk latte. So I just wanted to throw this towards you. Is there, like, a massively middle-class thing that you can't get enough of? And by middle-class, I mean you almost feel like you want to extend your little pinky finger when you're having it, because it feels a bit extra. Uh, Mark says kombucha. I don't even know what that is. Sounds like someone we might sign in midfield at Everton. Uh, Audrey Beaumont, truffle crisps. Someone's doing all right for themselves, Audrey. So share it with the group. What is your massively middle-class treat that you cannot get enough of at the moment? Might be a new discovery, might be a thing you've been having for ages. I'd love to hear about it, because I might get involved myself. Now listen to this development. Our boss, Paul, has just tweeted me back saying he can't get enough of Lurpak. State of him. And then Matt Dyson, 
from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show says, Ah, a fellow Lurpak addict. I'm still trying to wean myself off on lighter Lurpak. It's just not the same, though. I think they need counselling, the pair of them. Uh, Alice, also from our office, says, Orzo Pasta. Hi to Patrick, who says um, he's currently, he can't get enough of four-ply toilet paper from Marks and Spencer's. Ark at me. Uh, Elsa's M&S Crispy Chicken Bites Their Bangers. And just when you thought uh, oat milk lattes was, was the next level, Colin Shaw says oat milk turmeric lattes. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know if I can sp- pronounce the name of that word properly. But that really is next level. Jane says M&S Fish Finger Chibatas. That's right, I think I said that wrong, Chibatas. Fish Finger Chibatas. does sound good, even though I can't say it. People are suggesting stuff tonight, I can't even say it. Uh, Joe says Waitrose Essential range, even though it's their budget range of products, it all feels middle class to be there at all. I get with that, we've got another Jane, uh, we've got Jane on the line right now, actually, Jane. Tell us what your middle class addiction is in your house. Right, my son loves salt and pepper on his food. He loves the pink Himalayan salt, and I haven't been able to get it for a while. (laughs) So I had to get, like, a coarse sea salt, which, you know, is okay. But he was had to get a new pepper grinder, and while he was eating his dinner, I mean, he was just like 14, was going, oh, it's so nice to have a, a, a pe- proper pepper, uh, pepper grinder now. Wow. You know, and he was just like, it just seemed like such a major issue in his life. But I love that. I just like, if you're passionate about something, you're passionate about it. And, and I think the thing is the sprinkling of, of pink Himalayan salt. You feel like, a, have you seen that guy, is he called Salt Bay? The guy that sprinkles salt yeah. on steaks. There's a bit of that that goes on. Well, the thing is, you know, you go back to like normal table salts or something and you are a bit sort of, mm, no, I'm not liking this as much, but we just can't get our pink Himalayan salt at the moment. It's a bit sad, really. But, no, uh, what's you your know, lad's name? He's his very refined taste for a 14-year-old boy. Gabriel. Gabriel's going to go places. <laughs> he is, he is. He's really into his smoked salmon bagels at the moment as well on sourdough bagels. So, um, wow. Keeps, keeps me, yeah, we eat beans on toast, he has these smoked salmon. Can you ask Gabriel from me, uh, can you ask him when did he win the lotto? Because he's living a different life, this lad, isn't he? Well, um, I don't know, I hope he does in the future and then he can he can keep me and I'll have the smoked salmon bagels instead. Fantastic, turn the tables, good to speak to you, Jane. Thank you very much. Top Gun Maverick is out in cinemas tomorrow, it's brilliant, go and see it. Genuinely go and see it. Uh, we're so excited for you guys to watch. We got to, lucky enough to see it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, but we've got John Hamm from the film, the hunk that is John Hamm, tomorrow on Home Time with us, talking about the brilliant new Top Gun Maverick. So do not miss that. He's quite a legend. In the meantime, thank you for everyone who's got in touch with your middle-class obsessions, those little middle-class things that you just can't get enough of at the moment. George from Canterbury says, homemade steak tartare. Uh, He's mastered it. He says he's happy to lecture anyone who will listen about his culinary pretentiousness. Thanks, George. Uh, This text says, Bush is aiding Cleethorpes here. I know it's really expensive, but I'm buying diesel two or three times a week. I can't stop. It really is very Moorish, Aid. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, Right, we've got Cabby on the line now. Cabby, what is your middle-class thing that you can't get enough of? It's a club sandwich. Right, and how often do you you treat yourself, middle-class obsession, to a, a club sandwich? Every Friday, I make a club sandwich uh, for my lunch. <laughs> it takes about 25 minutes to produce this club sandwich. Right. And I first had it at the Hilton Hotel in Park Lane about 25 years ago. Wow, so you memorised it. You love this sandwich so much, you memorised it, and you've been making it yourself ever since. Absolutely. You've got to toast, you've got to toast all the three slices of bread. Yeah. Ch- chicken breast sliced and grilled. Yeah. Uh, a boiled egg, smoked, 
Bacon only. has to be smoked bacon, mayonnaise and iceberg lettuce. Slices of plum tomatoes. Wow, wait. So you you make this yourself every uh, tail end of every week, and then do you yeah, eat it? I, I'd be I would I eat that on the bus. It sounds so good. You have to wait and then have it for your lunch, do you? Yeah, I eat it between twelve and one every Friday. It's my reward for doing a hard day's work. Brilliant. Where, where are you eating this then, Cabby? Just so we can get it in our minds. Uh, in my van or on site, <laughs> and everybody and everybody wants one. Everyone's like, please can you make one? And I'll pay you. I'll pay you five quid if you can make one. No, it takes too long to do it. That is amazing. Uh, and I imagine, I'm you know, picturing you eating this in your van. Tell me you put a little napkin, just uh, tuck it into of your collar. Of course I do. Of course I do. Like a policeman on a break back in the 1960s. Yeah, 100%. Good to speak to you, Cabby. You are living the dream, my friend. Cheers, Bushy. You like me and you can't get Cabby and his amazing club sandwich out of your mind? I feel like I'll be going to bed dreaming of that tonight. Uh, this text says, Bush, Jack the Gardener from Bromley here. Did you know that the club in Club Sandwich stands for chicken and lettuce under bacon? Do you know what? I didn't actually know that. Well done, Jack, mate. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We are proud to announce, delighted to announce, that Richie and I will be bringing our 80s versus 90s extravaganza back to the Isle of Wight Festival this summer. So you know the score with this, Richie playing stuff from the 80s, head-to-head, song after song against me playing stuff from the 90s. The 90s essentially being the people's favourite, although Richie won't admit it. All the bangers, uh, the pair of us wearing t-shirts with our names on so people know who the hell we are. We actually left the stage last time on the back of a golf buggy, which was probably a rock and roll highlight as far as I'm concerned. And you look at the, the lineup just gets better and better for the Isle of Wight Festival. Muse, Kasabian, Nile Rodgers, Madness, The Charlatans, and I feel like us, we're the final little piece in that puzzle. Bush and Ritchie, 80s versus 90s. It's the Saturday night at the River Stage, so make sure you get your tickets and come and say hello. And keep listening to Home Time, because thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets, coming up very soon, you can win your way to the Isle of Wight Festival itself. Uh, but I just got to thinking about being on stage. It's, it's a magical thing. It's quite scary when you're waiting in the wings to go on. Uh, when was the last time you were on stage? You actually physically were on stage somewhere. Do tell us about it. Michael says, last time on a proper stage, I played a gig and got introduced by the mayor and town crier of Buckingham. I uh, didn't know how that was going to happen at all. Incredible scenes. Uh, Mike says, uh, last time I was on stage, it was with Junior Gizcombe at a caravan park on a cold November night, singing drunkenly, Mummy used to save. Loving your little messages and stuff about last time you were on stage, we just announced that Richie and I are going to be doing 80s versus 90s again at the Isle of Wight Festival. Uh, this one says, Bush, I was hypnotised by Paul McKenna at the Dominion Theatre. Ended up doing press-ups on top of a light... Uh, on top of... <laughs> Ended up doing press-ups on top of lightning from Gladiator. That's from Chris. What about that? That could be the best one so far. Although Tom in Devon says, the last time I was on stage, Elton John invited us to watch from the side and dedicated Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me to our band at the Eden Project in Cornwall. But the band broke up immediately afterwards. Bit of a curse in the end then. I've gone to have a conversation with someone on the first floor because I made myself a cup of tea. They've sat at their computer. And there's me chatting away, trying to you know strike up a conversation with Gordy, one of our producers, who's, who's normally a very very chatty, friendly uh, chat. But as I was chatting to him, I was thinking, he's, God, he's a bit standoffish today, not making eye contact, that kind of thing. Turns out he's on one of them flipping Teams meetings. Got his earphones in that I couldn't see, and I looked like an absolute idiot. I had to reverse back into the lift and just leave it there. So I'll deal with Gordy another time and have to kind of smooth over it. I genuinely believe, I just want to put it out there, I believe someone needs to go on Dragon's Den and make and invent some kind of headpiece that people in offices now can, can wear so that other people who are walking around... You know, people with bad patter like me can 
be aware of this before you go and start talking to people. And maybe like, you know, like Mickey Mouse ears you get on those kind of hairbands. Like red if you're on a Teams meeting, green if you're good to talk. Again, this is rough kind of just spitballing ideas here, but because um, you get this thing where people come in, people come into work now, and then they're, they've come in, and then they're sat on their laptop chatting to everyone else's at home. So if you're in, it's quite hard to know who you can talk to or not. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets, we are giving you the chance to go and see the mighty Kings of Leon in Leeds. All you need to do is take part in our little game that we like to call Who Claims Wins? On the line, hoping to win them tickets. First off is Rob. Rob, where are you from and how's your day been? Uh, I'm from Bradford and yeah, day's been okay. What's the best bit of your day? Uh, home time. <laughs> the show or actually sitting in your, your tracky bottoms after work? Be honest. Uh, no, getting home and seeing kids. Okay, so not the show. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. See, it's an awkward start, Rob, but it's absolutely fine. You just stay there a second, sunshine. On the other line, we've got Emma. How's it going, Emma? How's your day been? It's not been too bad, yourself? Yeah, it's been all right. Thanks for asking. Uh, what's what's your, the best bit of the day that's been so far for you? Uh, probably the same, home time, leaving, just on my way for a pint. And just to confirm then, uh, like uh, Rob, you, you don't mean the show, you mean just finishing work? <laughs> yeah. OK, fine. Well, listen, you two stay there. Thanks for the little uh, morale boost. Here are the rules. Uh, we're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Rob, you'll have to say how many answers you think you can do in 30 seconds. Emma, you will then have the opportunity to claim, think you could name more or less than Rob. Whoever thinks they can claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. If that player manages it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they will lose the tickets to the other player. So now that we've got that all sorted, let's play Who Claims Wins? Right then, Rob, over to you first. Uh, now, bearing in mind, Top Gun Maverick is in cinemas tomorrow. We've got the brilliant John Hamm on the show from the movie tomorrow. How many Tom Cruise feature-length films do you think you can name in 30 seconds? And we're looking for any film released between 1990 and 2015 where Tom has received an acting credit and we'll need the full title. How many do you reckon you can do, Rob? Uh, I'd say six. Six Top for Rob? Head. OK, uh, let's go to Emma. Emma, do you want to challenge Rob to do his six or do you reckon you could do more? I reckon I could do seven. Seven, says Emma. Back to you, Rob. Do you want a challenge, Emma, for her seven, or do you want uh, do you want to go higher than that? Uh, no, I'll stick with my six, because my mind's gone blank. OK, so you're going to challenge Emma for her seven? Yeah. OK, Emma, your 30 seconds to name as many as you can starts now. Um, Jack Reacher, Fallout, Mummy, Eyes Wide Shut, um, Jerry Maguire... Um, Mission Impossible. Uh, uh, Keep going, you do well. Um, Interview with a Vampire. Uh, Vanilla Sky. Mission Impossible 2. Days of Thunder. Okay. Uh, Stop you there, that's the end of your time. Let's just go over to our producer, Adem. Adem, how many did Emma do? She said she was going to do seven. Eight. She did eight. Good on you. Well Thank done, you. Emma. You sound a bit... <laughs> you're a bit shocked. Slightly. <laughs> well, you've won tickets to go and see Kings of Leon in Leeds, which is going to be an amazing thing. And not only that, you're going okay. off for a pint immediately after you put the phone down to us here on Home Time. Is that correct? 
I, I am outside the pub right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like you were slightly distracted, and I would be too. Uh, have an amazing night. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, Rob, commiserations, my friend. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Right, time for the Tuesday Tombola. We step into the unknown. 100 different phone-in topics written with terrible handwriting on table tennis balls. Producer Adem is over there, and he's going to spin it for us. All right. He's recovered from his illness. He's back on the show. You feeling all right there? Yep. I do worry, worry about Adem. I believe that if this was... <coughs> he's got D- Dickensian illnesses, I would say. Uh, it's ball number... 15. Ball 15. Thank you, Adem. You want to rest and have a glass of water? I'll put some leeches on you later on. Ball 15 is, what can't you do? What about that for a phone-in topic? What can't you do, despite being a grown-up? It's weird to say this, because I was only saying earlier on on Twitter, I've discovered that I can't listen to music and read at the same time. Anyone else have that same problem? Because what about you? When I, when I read, I kind of imagine the film in my head. I'll go one further. If I'm reading a book, I will cast people from movies in the role of the book. So then if I've got music over the top of that, that, that's going into my film in my head. I guess quite complicated. Some brilliant stuff coming in. Susie says, I can't read if a blue bottle is in the same room. I was just saying, I, I can't read if music's on. Even if she's got a fly in the room, she can't read. Uh, it's easily, easily distracted. Uh, Steve in Lincolnshire says, I can't roll my R's or gargle. I blame it on my tongue tie. That's a bewitched song, isn't it? Uh... I can't ride no-handed as well. I just want to chuck that one in there. I said earlier on, can't read, I've got music on. Uh, I literally, I see loads of people when I cycle around who do no-handed cycling. I can't do it in a million years. I genuinely believe it's like nature or nurture, if you can or you can't. Uh, we've got Jack on the line. Jack, what can't you do? Uh, well, I'm 33 years of age and I still can't do a roly-poly. 33, still can't roly-poly. Do you know what I'm going to join you on this, Jack? I don't think I could do a roly-poly, actually. Really? Oh, I thought it was just me. No, no, I can't do it. Can't do it at all. Also, I'd hate to see what happened if I did a roly-poly. You know, like when you get a bit older, if you try and do anything, like your keys and wallet fall out of your trousers and it's just all a bit of a disgrace. I think my glasses had come off as well. It'd be terrible to look at. You should give it a go. Do you want to do, do some training this weekend, Jack, or something? I'd, I'd love for you to break this and come back to us next week and say, lads, I can roly-poly. Yeah, well, I'm playing cricket Saturday, so I'll give it a go in the change room. I'll get them to film it and uh, send it in. Just make sure you're fully clothed. We don't want, you, don't want you kicked out of another cricket club, Jack. Yeah, no worries. We'll do. <laughs> All right, mate, good to speak to you. Thanks ever so much. It's the genuine question. Is the weather doing weird stuff where you are at the moment? Because it's so weird here in central London. Every five minutes, different weather. Like, keep looking out the window during one song going, right, I'm not cycling and that. Turn around again, sun's cracking the flags. Oh, I can definitely get on my bike. Turn around two minutes ago, tipping down again. I don't know where I stand. Uh, do let me know. In the meantime, it's all about the tombola. Uh, what can't you do? Ball number 15, that's the question. That's the thing that has popped out on tonight's uh, final hour phone-in. Some good stuff coming in here. Bush and Ritchie, I'm 35 years old and I can't whistle, says this person. Me and my fella were having this conversation about a week ago and I've tried for a good quarter of an hour to get a whistle out. Nothing, says Linz. Have you got any tips on how to whistle if you can't whistle? Is there a trick to it? Let us know and I'll pass it on to her. Sue in High Wycombe says, Not what I can't do, but my partner can't hear anything I say when he's staring at his phone. Bit of previous going on there. Uh, we've got Tony in South End. Tony, tell everyone what you can't do, mate. A star jump. <laughs> football training. What? So, what? You've had a go at star jumping? It's just not happening. Oh no, no! I've never ever been able to do it. So what? What? My legs, legs and my arms don't work together. So do you find that you're doing arms and then legs separately, and it's just not working yeah. at the same time? They used to get me in front of the football training for a laugh before they started the training. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So how long was it since you last tried to star jump? Um, about two months ago, because right. I've just had a new hip, and he wanted me to move my hip, and he was the surgeon was laughing his head off. <laughs> so even the surgeon's been laughing at your star jumps? Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, you keep on trying, OK? I reckon you're going to crack this at some point. Not your hip, <laughs> not your hip, the star jump. Thank you very much. Uh, Paul Mason says, can't roller skate, ice skate, skateboard, um, utterly shambolic lack of coordination and balance. Don't You don't need to be getting on. I know there's this kind of thing uh, where some fellas I know in their 40s, some of my mates, my brother, in fact, have got back onto skateboards. Given our coordination and bad backs and stuff, we don't need to be taking those risks. Jamster says, I can't walk into a pub, have one drink and then leave. Thanks, Jamster. Uh, Mike in London says, I can't say chaise long properly. I don't even know if I say it properly. I'm not the right person to be given that advice. But of course, I, I think it's been brought to prominence by uh, the brilliant new song from Wet Leg, where they talk about that. It's got your question how you say it. Maybe listen to that. They must have it right. Right, let's go to the phones. Paul, what can't you do? Swim. Wow. And so what, you just had a couple of goes that didn't like it, or you've never tried, or what? Uh, I was rubbish. You were rubbish? Swim like a, I can only swim like a brick. <laughs> but like, what, what do you do on like holidays and stuff when you go abroad, Paul? Uh, just lie there on the side of the pool. OK, and if you do get in, what do you do? Do you, do you paddle across like a dog? Uh, I wouldn't even say that. I'd probably uh, thrash the water to a foam. <laughs> That's I, about it. Well, and then slowly sink to the bottom. Paul, we need to get this sorted out, Sunshine. You need to enrol in some swimming lessons. I'm sure there's loads of people listening to this right now I, who can't swim. Yeah, my wife's tried. No, it's not happening. Para- the floats, yeah, I've had all kinds, and yeah, it just doesn't work. Even with the float and everything like that, what about a pair of, uh, you can get those kind of trunks that have got loads of polystyrene in them to keep you afloat? Yeah, I could probably do something like that, or cut myself in, yeah, tape a load of polystyrene around myself, that'd probably work. <laughs> I'm getting the sense, Paul, from you, you're not going to change? Um, probably not, no. All right, I'm well, at that age now where, you know, I don't care about swimming anymore. <laughs> all right, mate, well, listen, you stay safe and stay away from the pool. I will do. The Daily Takeaway. Push and Richie's Daily Takeaway.